everyone, and welcome to the finale episode of Backstage at Platt House Season 2, The Performing Arts in the Pandemic. I'm your host, Jaden Klubeck. This podcast was recorded on May 23rd, 2021. For our last episode before we go on summer break, I'm very excited to introduce my friend and fellow collaborator in the Performing Arts in the Pandemic project, Evan Bean. Uh, Evan, could you uh, introduce yourself? Absolutely, and uh, thank you for that introduction, Jaden. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Evan Bean. I'm a rising junior in the engineering school studying chemical engineering, and I'm also currently the president of Pensions Acapella, an all-male acapella group uh, at the University of Pennsylvania that focuses on the songs of our childhood. Um, my pronouns are he and him, and I believe that's everything. Yeah, that's me. That's amazing. I, I didn't know Pensions uh, focused on songs from... Uh, songs from your childhood that's awesome yeah it's a it's a really interesting definition that can go a lot of different directions because everyone has a lot of different experiences growing up and you know have maybe been exposed to different types of music growing up so it can for some people be pop music or rock music or you know classics depending on you know however you grew up for me it tends to be i've done some Barry Manilow from like the eighties. Cause that's what my dad always listened to in the car with me. And then I've done mm. some like soft pop from like, what you would find on kids bop when I was like in the car rides going to school. So for me, I've taken the definition to heart because it is the music that I listened to back then. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Just to kind of hear more about, uh, pensions. What have you guys been up to this past year? What's it been like? Yeah. So, um, the entire pandemic has been, really interesting and dynamic for the group we started off you know a year and a half ago now uh, when we first uh, went into quarantine uh, deciding to completely shift our production standard from that semester from doing a normal in-person show to doing a full uh, I believe it was an eight song a video release at that time with remotely recorded videos and uh, since then we've been in some ways sticking to the same format, you know, in the fall releasing uh, a 10 song series and now in the spring releasing, well, I guess this coming summer we'll be releasing the majority of our videos in another series, but we've been trying to constantly, you know, adapt the format of having singers in boxes into new ways to make it a little bit more interesting for the group. So it's been a really exciting time. It's been a really challenging time logistically and for the morale of the group. Uh, but we found really interesting ways of, socializing in a distanced way and collaborating in ways we never have before to make a product that we're all pretty proud of. Yeah. And uh, since you brought it up, I'd love this to kind of take us back to the beginning in March, 2020, uh, when we first got the news uh, that uh, we weren't going to be returning to campus. Can you walk me through like, where were you and what did you do? What was on your mind at that time? I guess first I'll, I'll tell my personal story of what happened then. And then afterwards for the group at large, um, Going into spring break, I had sat down with a few friends and we were all talking, you know, we're like, do we think we're coming back after spring break? And I was an optimist and not too aware of the situation at the time and said, oh, maybe we'll be gone for like an extra week, but then we'll be back. And then halfway through spring break, I was still on campus uh, doing research at the time and we got the email and I was devastated. Um, so two or three days after that, my parents drove down and uh, they drove down in two cars and uh, dropped off one car for me, and then they drove back in the other car uh, because they, you know, wanted to quarantine for me, obviously. Um, 
So it was a really, it was a really rapid thing of you know them coming down, basically throwing the keys across the street because we didn't know how the, the disease spread at that time and we had very little information. Uh, and then I ended up uh, driving like five hours up to upstate New York, uh, where I stayed for both the spring semester and then most of the summer uh, until I came back to campus in August. Um, so that's what I did personally. Uh, the group, on the other hand, we were in, we were about, you know, halfway through learning our repertoire for our spring show. Every semester we do a, a full show with either like nine to 12 songs. Um, we were pretty far along in that, and we were actually planning on filming a music video that semester too. Um, but then we got the news and we took about a week of just sitting there and saying, okay, what's going to happen? And then we had a phone call where we decided, okay, we have to rebrand our show because, you know, the name of our show, I don't even remember what it was at the time. It doesn't make any sense anymore. So we have to, we have to rethink all of this. We have to rethink how we're releasing this and we have to figure out how we can record music without having microphones. So it came mm -hmm. down to, uh, having people either buy condensers if they wanted to like condenser microphones or having them use their computer or phone microphones. So we had a lot of issues with like quality control during that semester. Um, there was a lot of staticky audio coming into our editors and it, it made it a really hard challenge for them dealing with subpar audio. Um, we ended up coming up with the show theme, Social Distance Sing. Uh, it was kind of cute, you know, uh, everyone in the group liked it. It was a lot better than some of our other ideas, uh, which I will not say out loud. Um, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we like to have fun ideas in the group, but they stay in the group. Um, uh, and then we ended up collaborating at the time with a, a charity in uh, Philadelphia called Phil Abundance. Uh, mm -hmm. which is a hunger yeah. relief organization that serves Philadelphia community in a really profound way. And we were able to raise a, a, a large amount for them, which was great. Um, and then uh, that was, that was our spring semester. You know, we took the summer off. We prepared for what we thought was going to be a normal fall. We readjusted when we learned otherwise. And you know, we've been trying our best to make things new and exciting in different ways. Yeah. Well, I think since we're, we're on this topic of what things were like back at the beginning of the pandemic, what advice would you give your past self? Oh, man. So at the time, this is going to be really, really specific. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> at the time, I, we had a debate with the board and we were saying, should we buy nicer microphones? And I said to myself, this thing is going to be over sooner than later. Uh, and this, referring to the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I, I couldn't justify spending some of our money on these nicer microphones and then, you know, be financially constrained later on. However, uh, we ended up, you know, making the investment and it, it's really proved to be beneficial for us in the long run. You know, with these video releases we've been doing recently, the audio quality is just significantly better because we were able to make that investment early on. Um, uh, so I would have told myself uh, in the past to be a little bit more enthusiastic about that and uh, to not put up so much resistance because <laughs> we could have done it a little bit sooner. Um, but all in all, I think the process was handled very well. I was not in the highest leadership at that time. I was, uh, I even, man, last spring, I would have been the social chair. So, you know, very, very little responsibility. Uh, so you know, a lot of, uh, credit has to go to that leadership at the time, which was, you know, our president Tiger Zing and our marketing director Marjan Enriquez, and then 
our business manager uh, who ended up being our president this year, Liam Hosey. You know, they were the really ones that, oh, and sorry, our music director, of course, Evan McClellan. You know, all of them uh, were the ones that came to these decisions and were able to propel the group in that early phase of the pandemic. For sure. And we're all learning as we go uh, continually. And um, I remember I was also kind of, uh, I, I was an optimist at the beginning of the pandemic thinking like, oh, like, this won't be that bad. But definitely, you know, a year and a half later, we're still we're still recovering, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. That's what's important. So I, I'd love to hear more about your experience being on the leadership of a performing arts group during the pandemic, plus everything else going on in the world. What was your experience um, kind of going through that? So in the fall of this past year, so it would have been the fall of my sophomore year, uh, the board at the time reached out to me and they said, you know, you've been doing a lot uh, with the group in your own ways. You know, we want to offer you a, a chance to work with us. Um, so it wasn't really like a, an elected position. It was kind of just like a, a, a appointed thing where I was just helping out the board. Um, but I, I found it to be really gratifying. You know, um, I, I've looked up to so many of the senior members of this group for a very long time since I, I joined pensions. Um, and it was really great to work alongside them and then be part of the continuity going into this next year. Um, there were definitely a lot of stressful times, you know, COVID has been a morale killer yeah. for just about every group on campus. And for us, you know, pensions beyond being an acapella group, uh, we, we really think of ourselves as friends and then singers, you know, we are such a social group. Uh, in a normal year, aside from our six hours of rehearsal uh, during a normal week, we'd probably have several hours dedicated to like social events on the weekends or a, a trip that we might go on. And even if we're not doing that, at least two people in the pensions were hanging out like every day, grabbing lunch together just because we're that close. Um, so it was really tough transitioning that and finding ways to... Uh, cope with that you know when we couldn't see each other so we ended up uh resorting to a lot of zoom events and zoom events with the group can be kind of monotonous because you have weekly rehearsals on zoom and then you try to do a social event on zoom and you have all your <laughs> classes on zoom you're like you know please just give me anything but zoom but we couldn't really you know there wasn't a lot you could do aside from that it's the only way you could see each other face to face so to speak so uh, we had some social chairs this year, um, some really, really dedicated and motivated uh, freshmen, James Doe and Robert Snyder, who uh, I would just have to ask them. I'd say, you know, we, we want to do a social event. Uh, I think it would be helpful if we did it with some other performance arts group. Uh, so they would they would reach out to other groups and we'd just have Zoom mixers with them. You know, we'd play Jackbox or we'd play uh, Scribble.io or any of those games and have a, a fun time, you know? Um, and seeing new faces kind of uh, lessen the burden that was uh, just being on Zoom. And also, you know, it formed new connections with other acapella groups that we hadn't had before. You know, we had uh, some events with Quaker Notes, our, our longtime sister group. We had some stuff with Discord, a great group that just joined ACT this past year. And uh, we had one with Penny Loafers, who, you know, we're always friends with Loaf, so... Uh, it was great, you know, in that sense. So from that perspective, that was a real challenge in being in leadership, finding ways to 
uh, facilitate these things. But luckily I had a group of guys that were really enthusiastic and ready to help out. And I think during a time like this or in any kind of stressful environment for a performance arts group, finding ways to delegate uh, and find finding responsible members is really, really critical. Um, so I guess if another thing, <laughs> back to your mm-hmm. question before about giving advice to yourself, mm-hmm. uh, is delegating. I, I did not appreciate it at the time. I was trying to do almost everything I could all at once. Uh, I was like, I learned Photoshop to try to make some album covers. And then I was doing some video editing early on and you know, doing all the logistics things as well as every, every other member of board. But mm-hmm. I was taking a lot on and not delegating. And I've learned that, you know, you can, you can find a lot of, uh, what's the right word for it? You can find a lot of, uh, talents in your members that aren't just singing when you delegate a little bit and disperse the responsibility. So uh, that was, that was the toughest part about being on board this year, but it was also so gratifying once it clicked. For sure. And I, I resonate with the, the, the challenge of, of learning to delegate, uh, also serving on a, uh, leadership of a of a performing arts group. It's hard, especially uh, in the pandemic when we're we're all dealing with our own stuff. We don't really know what's going on with other people unless like we check in with them often. So it can be tough to like kind of bridge the gap and say like, hey, would you be willing to do this? Um, I think yeah, just knowing people's skills, knowing what they're interested in, um, can can really help out. I think it all starts with just asking asking for help. Uh, Absolutely. So speaking of what you were saying, you're, you're trying a lot of uh, new things to help out with the group. And I'm curious, just more generally, has the pandemic pandemic encouraged you to try anything new artistically that you probably wouldn't have tried otherwise? Oh, definitely. From a personal standpoint, uh, I learned Photoshop and Illustrator and Premiere uh, the week of, I guess, the week after spring break. Uh, because I had probably the worst documented <sighs> case of strep throat in, in this world's history, aside from the, oh. I guess, the fatal ones. It was horrible. I had like a 105 fever. I was in bed. I was having some of those like vis- uh, visual hallucinations. It was it was intense, right? Um, and I had this software license, and I knew that it was going to be needed within the group soon. So I was like, okay, if I can't get out of bed, I'll just I'll just type away and learn what I can. Um, so in that way, I, I found a passion for Photoshop uh, and Illustrator and Premiere, and I've continued using those uh, for marketing materials for the group. Um, you know, we've prepared some stuff going into next year for like audition posters and business cards and that kind of thing, you know, just uh, getting our, our products ready for next year. Um, and I, I was able to use that there, and I felt very confident in it because I'd spent all that time last year getting ready for it um for the group at large uh definitely um having a little bit more free time made a lot of guys in the group want to explore their creative sides a little bit um and for a lot of people in acapella groups that meant uh arranging music or writing their own music or something like that uh we had this really one talented guy they're all talented guys but we had this one guy uh his name's Bowdy galino he is uh, the new business manager of Rising Junior and Wharton, who uh, he spent the early part of his pandemic uh, writing some original songs. And we ended up recording his original song. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's called Intertwined. Um, great song that he he wrote. 
uh, and released during that time, and then ended up, you know, continuing that kind of creative tra- uh, trajectory by releasing an album wow. uh, earlier this year. And yeah, that's amazing. Uh, to tie into my Photoshop, I made the album art for him. Um, so, you know, in that way, we've had a lot of kind of weird spinoffs uh, of like individual members doing stuff. Um, one of our members, Andrew Kim, who's done some video editing for us, he uh, he is doing more and more video editing professionally. Uh, and he really, I mean, he'd done that before the pandemic, but that's really uh, opened itself as an avenue for him recently. Um, <laughs> anyone listening who needs some great video oh, editing, yeah. by the way, Andrew is fantastic. <laughs> Sorry for the shameless plug there. Um, but uh, yeah, so all of our members have found like different avenues to do some fun stuff with. Beyond that, we've had to get creative in how we're orchestrating these videos, you know, if we're doing any kind of choreography to them, how we can keep choreography interesting for a, an acapella video when it's, you know, in the whole traditional like box kind of thing. Um, one video that we're particularly proud of uh, was from the fall semester uh, with our, our just graduated president, Liam Hosey. He sang a song uh, called uh, Super Soaker. Um, and it's on our page. You can look up Pension Super Soaker. And that was one of our examples of a just a really different kind of video that was trying to break the mold, where we had a lot of input from the guys saying, you know, we're kind of tired of looking at ourselves in these boxes. What can we do differently? <laughs> I can promise you the video is different. <laughs> um, I think for better, and I think most people would say for better, but, you know, there is an argument for worse. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think there have been a lot of ways in which members of the group individually and collectively had gotten a lot more creative and gotten to explore a little bit this year. For sure. Yeah. And experimenting and trying new things is, is awesome. I'd love to take a little, little turn uh, to think about what has been like kind of your personal feelings of this past year in regards to the performing arts, like what has, what has been disappointing this past year? Um, Have there been any feelings of loss from shows that you could not perform? Have there been any silver linings that you may not have expected? Uh, Definitely, yeah. So I think a lot of groups can speak to loss they felt of not being able to perform in person. Um, For the pension specifically, we've had a long-standing tradition of giving all of our returning members a solo every semester. And Mm -hmm. then beyond that, we have a tradition of having every member before they graduate from the group uh, getting able to do a studio recording for an album, um, which became really tough this year. You know, we mm-hmm. uh, we had limited capacity to do songs, so some people had to sacrifice doing a solo. Um, myself and uh, many others in the group sacrificed solos for the spring semester uh, just because it was becoming very logistically challenging. Uh, and we wanted to really focus on our seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, uh, with regard to silver linings, we we do have some. The songs that we did produce this year, we are putting onto an album. Uh, it's going to be a, pe- a best of quarantine kind of style album, a name to be determined soon. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully not best of quarantine. We'll come up with something good for it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's something where the seniors will still have the chance to get on an album. And because of the investment that I mentioned before of getting better recording setups that were COVID safe, it's going to be, it's going to be high quality. It may not be exactly the same sound that you would get out of everyone singing in the same room in a studio in the traditional sense, but it's going to sound good. And we have a lot of samples that sound very, very good. Um, and we're hoping that comes out in August. 
And beyond that, um, I was talking to some of our membership and some of our graduated members, and we've decided to make the commitment to, at our next uh, spring show, uh, we do a collaborative show with the Quaker Notes in the fall, but in our next mm-hmm. solo show, which is in the spring, we are going to have any graduated senior that was interested, you know, seniors from this year and last year that weren't able to perform their last show, uh, song on stage. They'll have the option to opt into singing a solo as a group where they'll all take turns doing some portion of a song, which it's not necessarily, you know, what they would have wanted as their ideal. Um, you know, it's not a replacement for the songs that they missed performing live because nothing can replace that but it is a chance for them to get some kind of gratification and closure um, from the pandemic. Cause it, it's hurt. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be a freshman when this started. So I still coming after this have my junior and senior year where presumably we have uh, looser COVID restrictions, which may allow for in-person performances. And in my opinion, the junior and senior years for performance can be some of the most exciting. Um mm-hmm. So I have a lot to look forward to, but these other seniors lost out on that. And I am excited that they'll have some opportunity to come back. And I'm also excited to see them again. You know, for some of these people that we uh, had graduate a year ago now, it's it's going to be great to have in-person events with them eventually. Outdoors or whatever Philadelphia and the CDC and the university say is okay. You know, I'm very excited to have some of those alumni events again and see my friends. For sure, for sure. Oh, another fun thing. Another silver lining that we have coming up is, uh, and our alumni don't know about this, our Spotify and our our iTunes uh, have a limited uh, number of albums on them. It's it's basically started from 2014 when the leadership of the group first started making a transition to streaming instead of producing CDs. Um, Mm -hmm. But we thought, you know, the leadership of the group right now thought it would be great to make it uh, all the albums that we've ever produced available on streaming services so that our alumni can show their children or their friends and family or like new members yeah. can see you know, a full like history of the group from our inception in the late 80s. Uh, so we're planning mm. on releasing all of our recorded studio albums from 1989 to 2014 that haven't been released yet onto all streaming services. And that's going to happen probably later this summer. So we're really enthusiastic about that. I haven't heard all of these songs yet. I don't even know what some of the songs are on the album. Uh, it's probably going to be funny to listen to it because the group has definitely gone through different eras. Um, all of them great in their own ways. Um, so I, I'm excited to expose myself to some of these different uh, eras of the group and, and see what it was all about. And I think that our alumni and our fans and our our uh, our members, the new members specifically, are going to get a lot out of it. Yeah, that sounds like an incredible project. I can't wait to hear about that. I know we talked a little earlier about advice you would give yourself um, uh, if you were to go back, but I, I wanted to ask, I, I guess, a related question and uh, see if the, there's a slightly different answer. Is uh, What has been the biggest lesson you've learned uh, from doing the performing arts during the pandemic? Yeah. Um, mental health comes first. Um, Mm. that is honestly the biggest lesson I've learned throughout all of this. Um, last year when I was a freshman in the group, I was completely, you know, like group comes first, always, you know, do everything as as involved as possible. And that's in in large part uh, still the way that I approach this group. I'm very passionate about it. And, you know, I, 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 
put it first in a lot of ways. Um, and, but there were occasions freshman year where, you know, one of my friends uh, had to step back from the group for a little bit to handle some of the stuff that was going on in his life. And mm. I, I couldn't empathize with that at the time. I didn't understand, you know, I, um, I, I even had some like ill feelings about it. I was like, oh, you know, we have a concert coming up. This is like not good. We have big gigs coming up. Um, but since then I've, especially in such a hard year, I've, I've learned how important it is, uh, to be able to empathize with your members, especially as a leader of the group. Um, mm-hmm. you know, members have had, uh, breakups, for example, or, um, I don't, I don't know, random events that have occurred that have really taken them out for some period of time. And it's really yeah. important to, when that happens, change the atmosphere completely for that individual and make it, I mean, we're already a welcoming and a supportive community, but that mm-hmm. has to get heightened so much in, in tough times, especially in, you know during this pandemic. Um, so uh, I think a lesson that I've taken away is be empathetic and help others. And, you know, at the end of the day, recognize that while the group is very important and while there is a lot that the group can do uh, with continued effort from the members, the members like mental and uh, emotional stability always has to come first. And it's really important to promote that within not only the group, but the acapella and the performing arts and the university community. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I'd, I'd say I've, I've learned the most about is just being able to empathize more and identify when things are going awry. Because, you know, at this point, I've experienced stuff, you know, my members have experienced stuff. And I think we've all become more considerate and um, closer as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying about like really valuing mental health and uh, really trying to practice uh, empathizing uh, with others. Um, like I, I know as a leader of a group, it's a constant balancing act of, of trying to um, like to really be there for your your members while also like giving them the space to the, to figure out their own things. And exactly. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, kind of reflecting kind of on the, on the big picture uh, some more. What has been the biggest surprise for you this past year? And this can be related to the performing arts or otherwise. Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I've been really, really impressed and surprised at the level of dedication from a lot of my members um, in the group. Uh, that's just one of the things, really. But, you know, having people that... um are willing to handle the logistics of transferring microphones and making sure everything's COVID safe and then getting people who can record videos for us for our upcoming video releases. Um, it's been really great to see and it's been really surprising to see that continued commitment from my members. Uh, and it's really exciting too because if they are this involved and this enthusiastic now and some of these members haven't even seen the normal semester yet, I cannot mm. wait to see what they can do when we get back to it because it's going to be really exciting for them and for for the group as you know as a whole. Um, just a few minutes ago, we got off another call with um, an acapella uh, podcast, and on that call, mm. I had one of our our new members. Uh, his name is Robert Snyder. He's our social chair. Uh, he joined us to give the perspective of a new member, 
And afterwards, I had a debrief call with him. I said, you know, how'd you enjoy it? He said, oh, that was great. It was so much fun. You know, uh, these members are putting in so much work and so much effort to make these video releases, but they haven't really gotten the full scope of the gratification you can get yet. And I'm really excited uh, for them to see that next year. I mean, being on a podcast is a lot of fun. Getting an article written about you is a lot of fun for a group. You know, it makes you feel like a rock star for a little bit. Um, and that, that sensation is something that you can find in college and not a lot afterwards, <laughs> you know, you, uh, you release a song on YouTube after college and it might get picked up and might not. Um, but being, uh, part of this group really, you know, helps our members get that experience uh, while they can. Um, so I've been surprised that they've been so dedicated in this environment and I'm really excited to see. Uh, the fruits of their labor next year once they can get on stage and perform acapella as it's meant to be performed. I can't wait for that too. And I think that is a perfect segue to um, a question I like to ask um, with, with all the guests on the podcast, which is, what are you most looking forward to? Which can be for this summer, it can be for next year, uh, whatever's on your mind. Absolutely. Um, well, I mentioned a few of the items already. You know, we have the album coming out in August, the upload of our entire repository of music throughout the years. Those are really exciting. Um, some other plans that I don't really want to divulge yet, <laughs> but we have some all good, some, all good. Some uh, some big things coming for next year that we're figuring out right now. Um, uh, that I'm really, really enthusiastic about. Um, but. I, I think at its core, I, I think the rest of the group would agree. We're excited to see each other again, be able to hang out with each other mm -hmm. again, be able to laugh and cry and sweat with each other again, and, and then perform with each other um, again, because it's uh, it's what's made this group. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the fall, seeing a new class of prospective members. Um, mm. And getting to, you know, just see those, you know, kind of like excited faces coming into our audition hall, however, if it's on Zoom or if it's in person and getting these people to, uh, you know, sing for us. And uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm really excited to welcome in a new class and make a lot of memories with them. Um, part of our group's uh, kind of social uh, tradition is that we have a, a retreat every fall um and it's not necessarily a consistent place every year it's usually one of the houses of our members um that can make it available and last year we went to i guess last fall when i was in my freshman year we went to uh long beach um in new jersey which was great it was like, oh. it was this huge it was a long beach <laughs> where you know we just we played football and we went swimming and then we played mini golf and we sang and we had just a, a terrific time uh, and that's something that our new members haven't experienced yet. In fact, we have at this point um, one member who joined in the spring of his freshman year, which was also my freshman year, so a year ago now. We have uh, three members who joined in the fall of this past year and one member who joined in the spring of this year. Um, so those five people have never had a retreat or initiation or any of these really exciting kind of social events that add so much to the tradition of the group. 
And every time I think about them getting to experience that, and now me as we call it talking head, but president of the group, getting to be the one to be the face of that and, and help them and walk them through that. It's it's the most exciting idea to me. Amazing, man. And I think you and the rest of the board are going to do great in welcoming a new class. I hope so. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Evan. It's awesome uh, being able to collaborate with you on the Performing Arts and the Pandemic Project. I look forward to seeing what we'll be able to uh, do next uh, this fall. Uh, and uh, we'll figure that out together. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, plug either uh, your social media or uh, pensions. Oh, well, absolutely. Um, I'll put pensions first because always pensions first. <laughs> um, but you can uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Pensions, um, on Facebook, The Pensions, on Twitter, you guessed it, The Pensions, uh, <laughs> on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it's also the pension. No, it's not. It's not. It's just pensions on YouTube. Uh, but if you type, type it into the search bar, then like, there, you don't even have to do like the URL thing. Just type in pensions and you're fine. Um, and then our website is pensions.com, uh, where you can find a lot of our updates and our photo gallery, um, links to all of our music and our albums and our videos and uh, just an About Us page where you can learn about our membership and if you're interested in getting involved. Oh, and our schedule has our, our calendar of release dates and such. So uh, you can find the pensions there. Uh, if you really got to find me on social media, I'll give you my Instagram. It's evan.beanstalk. Um, <laughs> my, my last name is Bean. It's not Beanstalk. It's a joke. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> I get enough garbage i'll say for it already so i don't need it from you listeners um, <laughs> um but yeah that's that's all about us and i have to thank you Jaden. it's been a pleasure working with you thus far on this project um and i really appreciate you taking the time to do this with us thanks man one last thing i wanted to note and say thank you for was uh pack the performance arts council and sac the student activities council um were instrumental in making our spring video series happen um without their support it would not have happened um so we have owe a tremendous debt to them and uh we look forward to collaborating with them in the future this has been backstage at plat house we've got more interviews on the way so please be sure to subscribe if you've got the time please give us a rating or a review to help more pen folks and performing arts people find us finally follow our pages on facebook plat student performing arts house and upenn pack shop and on instagram at Penn Platt House and at PackShop4100. I'm Jaden Klubeck, and you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Jaden Clue. Our theme music is Retrocline by my friend Peter Liu. Thank you to Sarah Outing for organizing this podcast and to Amanda Labonte for editing this episode. And as always, thank you for listening. Hi, Mom. That's my shout. Okay, here we go. This is the real one now.